Hello, and welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. Hey, you know what, Tom? What? I'm reading a book right now. Mm-hmm. Not a typical booksman thing to do. Yeah, uh, get this. This is, a, this is a little tagline I came up for the marketers down at the, at the book publisher. Uh-huh. <clears throat> it's a book about a crook. <laughs> yeah, there's no way it won't fly off the shelves. Right? Yep. That way, because she's a serial killer, Tom. Yeah. Which Engaging in uh, I mean, illegal behavior. Is a serial killer a type of crook? What is a crook? Like I think, a burglar? Yeah, I think a crook, it's like a a, 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 a criminal that steals. Hmm. I mean, you could argue that she's stealing the life. Uh, yeah. The future. And she's also stealing a lot of uh, hearts. Yeah. But she steals them and then buries them or has her sister bury them. So I don't know if that necessarily counts. Crook noun. <laughs> Crook noun. <laughs> a person who engages in fraudulent or criminal practices. But I'd say murder is criminal practice, right? Yeah, I guess. I just think colloquially, you don't hear people refer to uh, serial killers as crooks. Ah, <laughs> uh, that Jeffrey Dahmer, that crook. <laughs> yeah. When when Richard Nixon was saying he wasn't a crook, he just meant serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, guys, I didn't murder multiple people while dressed as a clown. Yeah, I am not a serial killer. <laughs> That's my Nixon. Imagine the president was a serial killer. Uh, the, 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 I'd be impressed. Yeah. Because you got a lot of attention and scrutiny on you all the time. But maybe that's who suspects the president's a serial killer. You know? Mm-hmm. And they I do, think this, this they, should be the next book. They do travel a lot. Uh, so, you know, they're only in places for a few hours sometimes. The thing is, they probably have diplomatic immunity in most places, right? In other the countries, the president is a diplomat, right? Yeah, they go to if if the president went to Italy and murdered a guy, <laughs> would they just be like, ah, oh, man, shouldn't have done that? Oh, mamma mia, oh, moron! I can't believe he killed somebody. Um, yeah, but then they wind up running the risk of sparking a war. Yeah, against Italy. Well, uh, Italy has allies. I mean, they're all our allies, too. I guess we mm. just make everybody pick sides and decide if our president could uh, just go to other countries and murder people without... I don't I don't like those odds. Without recriminations. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about... Uh, it's a book about a crook with some killer looks. Because remember... Ayola, Ayula uh, looks like a Bratz doll, right. which you said is the pinnacle of uh, beauty. No, I didn't. I questioned you that why you find that. Uh, uh, no, per- all I said was in the book that's portrayed as a good thing. When, when, when the narrator says, they like my sister because she looks like a Bratz doll mm-hmm. and I look like a voodoo doll or right. something. Uh, I think, you know, she's clearly meaning to say that Bratz dolls are attractive. 
That's not that's not a stance I'm taking. I just think it might have some. I think that uh, the sister might have a gigantic head. I think that that's what she might be referring to. She's got dreadlocks. I don't know if if there are. I'm sure there's probably a brat stall with dreadlocks. But again, I don't think that it has anything to do with that. I think it's just a she has a gigantic head, a head that mm. uh, clinically it should be impossible for her her to be alive. It, it's I don't know. it's about the size of her body. I feel like that would be mentioned in the book. I mean, I guess they did <laughs> yeah, say she looks a, like a Brad style. She looks like a Brad style. The read between the lines. That means her, her head takes up 50% of her overall mass. Tom, I'm reading the book, My Sister the Serial Killer, mm-hmm. and, and it you're, and is you're tra- great. You're trying to come up with uh, marketing taglines for it. That's not, nobody asks you to do that. That's not part of the show. No, but it's it's because I like the book so much. Oh, you want to help? I'm trying to get the word out. Yeah. yeah. You you think it'll go viral if uh, people hear a book about a crook who's got killer look? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I gotta buy that book. Maybe. Maybe. Tom, you know, you'll never know if you try, and something doesn't need to go viral to be. It also successful. sounds. Like, it also sounds like this book sold pretty well, so they don't even necessarily need your help. Yeah, okay. So, Tom, your books sell pretty well, too. But if I said, hey, I can sell some more books for you, would you say, would you turn me away? I would be, I would, yeah, I would probably say, please don't. I don't like the, I I don't like the sound of that. Tell me what it is you're planning on doing first. Yeah, and then, and then I told you, and it was a a killer tagline. Right. I would probably very politely be like, oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Feel free to do that. The meta <laughs> series is the beta series compared <laughs> to the rest of the books out there. See, that one's a little long. Yeah, we'll tighten it up. Okay. <laughs> but at least I'm trying. <laughs> yes, that's true. At least you're trying, Tim. I'm sorry. What I, are you doing? I should have given it you... It's your fucking life, man. I'm just trying I, to help. I, I forgot that you're a millennial and you want a participation trophy. You want credit just for trying, even if it's not a very good attempt. I want my friend to say, hey, look... <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, sold I can a, tell. I've I can sold tell a million you copies you, thanks to you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I want, and I can get us there, Tom. <laughs> that's how I said us. Yeah, I cut myself in at some point. Oh, oh, I see. Now I see what what the uh, what yeah. the what the don't whole you think game that's plan what I'm is trying here. To do with this book too, Tom. <laughs> I don't think they're going to cut you in on it. So you think we go to the publisher and be like, "Well, looks like the book's been selling pretty well." Huh, kind of a coincidence that I came up with this amazing tagline. Uh, so you're going to try and extort them? Extort the publisher? No, I'm not going to extort. What would I possibly do? Well, I don't think they're going to just, out of the kindness of their heart, be like, yeah, it's sold better. I guess it must be the tagline you said on a pay-only Patreon with less than a thousand people listening. How do you know how many people are listening? Also, the, the book industry doesn't cut people in. It's not the mob. It doesn't cut people in. They might be... Tom, I think you have a very negative view of book publishers. I do not have a negative Maybe view Maybe people of recognize, like, hey, uh, when, when, when you contribute to the success, you, get, you reap some of, the, some of the rewards. Right. Even if you have to go to the publisher and tell them about it because it wasn't obvious to them. 
Maybe they're like, all of a sudden, this this book sales are going through the roof, and we can't figure out why. Yeah, we we should. And thank figure, God, I came in and 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 told them. And we like, should. Oh, great. We should figure out who's giving it a positive review so we can pay them because that's something we book publishers normally do is uh, cut in people who give good reviews in on the profit. Is this a positive review, Tom, or <laughs> is it a an amazing slogan? that they can use to advertise it. When somebody came up with just do it for Nike, they weren't like, oh, great, that's a great review of these shoes. I'm but sure. we can't pay you for it because you're, ju- you're just a mere critic. I'm sure it wasn't a critic or a reviewer. I'm sure that somebody at Nike or somebody Nike hired came up with that. They didn't hear somebody say it or not even hear somebody say it. They didn't have somebody come to their office one day, demand a meeting and say, that line you've been using, just do it. I came up with that. And now I would like a royalty on all the sneakers. Tim, did you read the book this week? You seem like you're uh, you're you're uh, trying to kill time. Tom, I love this book. Of course, I read it. Okay. I read it. I essentially am reading this book twice because I don't want to. It, it's such a compelling story that mm-hmm. I don't want to take notes. Okay. So I'm just reading through. Uh, the chapters for the week, mm-hmm. and then before we do this, I go back through every chapter and take notes. Okay. So I think by the time this is all over, I might be able to recite this book to you. I mean, you're probably not like reading it the second time. You're probably skimming and being like, "Oh, right, yeah, this happens." That yeah, happens. of course I am, Tom. I was making <laughs> a fucking joke. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm just saying that that's. Tom, I got news for you. I'm not going to go to the book publisher either and and ask them for money. I understand it was it was a joke that I was making earlier about the tagline for the book. Even though it's great, I should I should try to go in and sell it to them. But I'm not going to go in and say, "All right, yeah, uh, the, the, look, this is why this book is successful. This book is successful because it's great." And Tom, I know that you think that women can't achieve anything on their own and that they need a man's help, but I I, I don't feel that way. Well, I, I don't know. I think you're dumb. You should go in there and try and get some money. It's worth a shot. You know, what's the worst thing they do? Call the cops? Probably. <laughs> also, I don't think you're allowed to go into any, like, office right I now. They'll call the cops. I was going to say, also, I'm sure they're not in their offices right now. So go to their homes. I'll Zoom bomb find, them, baby. Find the publisher's home. Uh, do you remember where we left off, Tom, in this book? Uh, I remember that the remind me of uh, which one's the the protagonist and which one's the uh, the sister the serial killer. Korede is the protagonist and okay. Ayula is the sister. Uh, Ayula w- had the hots for Tade the the mm-hmm. doctor and w- and had gotten his his phone number and right. and Korede was like oh no here we go again. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of, there also because she's in love with Tade. Right, of course. Who wouldn't be? It sounds like a very handsome, tall man. Yeah, I mean he's tall, so and, he, and he's a doctor. He's we also find out he's a freaking real estate developer. Wow, uh, yeah. a triple threat: doctor, real estate developer, and tall. Yeah, I mean Tom. Do you know how tall Bill O'Reilly is? <laughs> he, I know he's freakishly tall. He's like 6'8 or something. Yeah. So, I mean. 
Look, it doesn't it doesn't mean Do you know how tall Bill de Blasio is, Tom? Oh god, I unfortunately I do. Yeah. I saw him in person one time and he was up on stage and even though I was far <laughs> away, I was like, "Jeez, come on." Get out of here, man. I started booing. <laughs> Burn him. Too tall. Uh yeah. Um okay. I think I think I think you're pretty much uh right. I think I'm getting I I got as much as I can out of you <laughs> about what happened last week cuz uh, somebody was I'm making the drinky drinky uh uh, thing with my hand yeah i guess i was drinking as were you yeah but you know i got you were... i got news for you i'm drinking right now yeah i don't know how you can do that you and i are we're recording this on a monday which is i think the earliest in the week that we've ever recorded anything right well only because you said you hate mondays so normally we can't record on mondays yeah well i don't like mondays that's what I say. So I'm a regular Garfield the cat. Yeah. Uh, Garfield's a piece of shit. All right. Let's not get off on that <laughs> tangent. Yeah, we're recording on a Monday, uh, and we, we we hung out in a park yesterday. Yeah. And we, uh, well, I don't know about you, but I got, uh, I didn't even really get drunk. Like, I didn't drink enough that I couldn't drive home. Like, I drove mm. home. I didn't drive home. Uh, <laughs> I did drink enough that I couldn't drive home. <laughs> but I think it was because I was drinking those seltzers, and I wasn't drinking, like, any water or anything. Yeah, that happened to me. And I got to the park at, I think, And like I was out, out in the PM. sun all day. Yeah. And I was at the park for, like, six hours. So I had, I think, six of those spiked seltzers. Mm-hmm. But over a number of hours. But <laughs> enough that I was just, like... The sugar and the alcohol and the sun. But they don't have a lot of sugar in them, but I think they've got, I don't know, other bad things for you. They're sweet. Yeah. They got bubbles. Bubbles are bad for you. No, bubbles aren't bad. Tim, <laughs> told you this a million times. Bubbles aren't bad for you. They're bad for your teeth. No, they aren't. Mm-hmm. What do they do to your teeth? They pop on them or something. <laughs> All right. People say, no, no, it's a thing. Carbonated. People, people say. People are saying, Tom. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Carbonation. But I'm, big, beautiful carbonation. I don't know, but I'm strongly looking into it. No, the carbonated beverages are bad for your teeth. I it's think. bad for your enamel. Nah. Which one of us, well, is, which a... one of us is a dentist, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> I found out. Uh, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but, uh, the, uh, a building across the street from me, uh, that you might remember as a building our friend Aaron lived in, Mm -hmm. they do, uh, uh, Botox training in there now. Botox training? Yeah, Botox training. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go get Botox training. That'll be a, a nice side hustle doing Botox. They just teach you how to inject botulism into people's yeah, faces. Yeah, but apparently you need some kind of medical experience, but the medical experience that is most recommended, that is like, you know, the, the easiest is uh people with dental experience. Hmm. Because it's uh very similar to administering Novocaine. 
Right. With uh, needles. With needles and, you know, as far as like nerves and muscles and, and I forget it, which ones you're supposed to hit and which ones you aren't. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's what, uh, what they do with Botox. I get Botox injected into my gums. <laughs> Just to keep them looking fresh. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I, it makes sense, but they have, uh, you know, live people that you can uh, uh, work on, that you can train on the Botox. And I'm just wondering... Pri- prisoners? No, <laughs> I don't think they're prisoners. I think it's probably people that get, you know, they're brought in by free Botox. I'm, I'm sure they don't have to pay or they pay a reduced rate or whatever. How expensive even, is Botox? I, I don't think it's crazy expensive, but... It's the kind of thing that I wouldn't want to cheap out on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're going to do it. Do it. Uh, have it done right. Yeah. Because if they there's, do. If there's they, some things that you can you can search for the best value. But. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying I would go to the most expensive person, but I would seek out a, a nice middle ground. Yeah. Uh, because if you're getting Botox done, that means you're, you, you're unhappy with your physical appearance and you, you want to uh, change it. But if you're then going to have somebody who's unexperienced, inexperienced, who might <laughs> make things worse, might make it look like you're always surprised or like one eyes, you know, squinting all the time, like Popeye, then that's not solving your problem. Mm. I like that you were making those faces as you described them. <laughs> oh, we should really do this as video, Tim. <laughs> um, all right. So, again, Tom, short chapters, like mm-hmm. a bunch of quibbies. So I'm going to take you through all the quibbies uh, okay. this week. Um, the first quibby is called Orchids. Orchids. Orchards. <laughs> right. Um, when did you learn the word orchid? I think from Adaptation, the movie. Yeah, me too. I always just assumed that it was like Orchard. Well, I, I learned it from uh, uh, Nicolas Cage yelling at me. Or not yelling at me, just giving me a real dirty look when he said he's always been an avid, avid orchid collector. <laughs> and I thought he was joking. And I went, <laughs> and he just stared me down as he talked about the rest of it. I believe I believe that he's an eccentric, rich idiot. Well, I told you that that was it was in college, uh, and I got to see that movie early because I got to pretend to be a reporter, and uh, then I got to meet uh, Nicolas Cage, Charlie Kaufman, and Spike Jones, and uh, found out later that day that. Uh, uh, Priscilla Presley had just filed for divorce from him. Lisa Marie Lisa Presley. Lisa Marie but... Presley uh, had just filed for divorce. And he was like, you know, even for Nicolas Cage, seemed like he was in a weird mood. Yeah. I will also yeah. say this. You know how whenever uh, you hear people say like, oh, yeah, I met so-and-so, like a celebrity or even I saw him like, oh, he was shorter than I thought or older looking than I thought or younger looking. Nicolas Cage walked into this room and it was like, holy moly, it looks like he jumped right off the screen. <laughs> he looked exactly like how you think he, how he does in the movies and everything. That's what I thought about Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> oh, nice. Alfonso Ribeiro. It's like, this makes sense. Um, okay, Orchids. So Tade, 
mm-hmm. sends uh, Ayula orchids, right? Because so, he's like courting her. Well, and he's a smooth operator. Yeah. Shade, Tade. Mm-hmm. We, do you not recall making that joke last <laughs> no, week? No, I you're, recall. You're... It's a good joke, so you make it again. I'll make it again <laughs> next week. <laughs> um, yeah, you, again, won't remember that you made it this week. <laughs> no, I remember that I made it, Tim. It's Clouded just a, brain. It's a good joke. So people want to hear it again. It's like an encore. Um, and so Ayula's like, oh, orchids. And then she takes out her phone and she, uh, she, as she's typing, she's saying it out loud. She's like, I prefer roses, actually. Mm-hmm. And Corrida uh, uh, is like, hey, don't do that. That's mean. And right. like. And she's like, ah, now she's going to hurt Tade's no, feelings. No, but, she, but like, oh, Ayula's well. probably like, it's called nagging. Yeah, and later that day, a bunch of roses arrive at the house. Yep, works every time. Every goddamn time. So that night, Karede can't sleep. Yeah. She's like tossing and turning. This is the uh, the, the quibby called Roses. <laughs> and in the middle of the night, she goes down uh, stairs to the kitchen where the roses are. She starts picking all the petals off and destroys mm. all the roses. And the next morning, their mom is freaking out, and yeah. she's yelling at the house girl. She's ah. like, ah, why would you do this? Blah, blah, blah. And the house girl's like, I d- didn't do this. Yeah, why and, would I? This is just making yeah, and, a mess for me to clean up. Yeah, and Karede's like, uh, I don't know if I can admit to this. This is this would like make it look really bad. <sighs> Karede is such a coward. Yeah. Then Ayula comes down and she's like, "I did that." Did I do that? She she uh, she took the blame. Okay. Well, I mean, oh, I see. She didn't do it, right? But she took the blame. Yeah. Okay. She probably wasn't even doing that to be nice, though. She's probably just doing that to be a maniac. She does seem like kind of a maniac. <laughs> but here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, she's murdered three people so far. Yeah. So. This uh, is one of many chapters called Father, um, and this is about, uh, yeah, all right, so this is a flashback. Mm-hmm. He was very abusive, um, and uh, Corede talks about 10 years ago uh, while he was, quote, spitting pure hell at her mm-hmm. um, while she was on the floor, and Ayula was hiding behind the couch. Um, he essentially just dropped dead and hit his, or like... Gasped and hit his head on the coffee table and uh, started bleeding and died. Wow. Um, so it's 10 years later, and their auntie uh, Taiwo, I think her name is, mm-hmm. who is uh, their dad's sister, she okay. comes and she's like, oh, we're going to plan this big memorial service for your dad. Everybody thinks their dad was like this great guy. Yeah. They didn't, like he was I a, think you mentioned a, a that businessman. Yeah. But he was like unscrupulous and like shitty. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, the aunt is like, hey, Ayula, uh, here's how you should keep a man. And basically it's just kind of like, oh, you have a good man here. So like you better start being subservient and learn how to cook and bake and uh, do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And Karede is like, this is bad advice. This is shitty life. <laughs> yeah. Um, later on, uh, Tade comes by to take uh, Ayula out on a date and he gives her a gold bracelet. Mm-hmm. And that's where you find out that he's in real estate. Um, oh, oh, okay. He and his business partner are uh, are the, the building 
buildings and five of they're not even done and five of them are already rented out um well that's good real estating all right this next quibby is called time and uh there it starts with a hashtag tom oh so it's modern yeah this is how you know it's modern and this is how you know things are about to get cool because there's a hashtag <laughs> hashtag femi durand is missing is is trending the, and that was the the ex that they just uh, buried, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and Karede uh, is like, uh oh, this this can't be good. You know, it's trending. People <laughs> well, are yeah. trying to pay attention. And she goes and she finds his poetry blog from when she was when he was alive. And uh, he writes good poetry. I don't know if poetry. I mean, they say <laughs> in the book that is good, right? I don't know how to judge poetry, and it's it's got nothing to do with poetry and everything with me. Um, so don't be like, oh, Tim, you idiot. Uh, how well, dare you badmouth poetry? No, I, I'm, I'm dumb, so I well, don't understand poetry. it's very hard in, uh, one medium to be like, I mean, look at, uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip and their comedy sketches, Tim. Right. That was supposed to be the hottest show on TV, and then you see the sketches and you're like, these aren't even funny. How would this yeah. be the hottest show? The only thing that I'm aware of that successfully pulled it off was uh, that thing you do where, yeah. where it's like uh, the Wonders made this hit song that took the world by storm. And then you hear the song, you're like, oh, yeah, that, I could see that happening. <laughs> exactly. Um, I believe the author of this book um, is also a poet mm-hmm. or was a poet first, which would make sense why... Uh why there's like poetry in there right and it's not just a roses are red violets are blue oh no it is (laughs) okay well they are a poet so i guess they yeah my sister's a serial killer and you are too which is the twist (laughs) wow the reader you the reader yeah you the reader um and so uh karate uh karate 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 (laughs) karate uh, goes up to Ayula and she's like, "So what happened with Femi again? Like, mm-hmm. tell me what happened." Yeah, she's like, "I like, killed her. I killed him. Don't you remember? Yeah, we buried like, him." So he was like menacing you, and because like there were stab wounds in his back. <laughs> so what happened there? And she's like, "I don't look. It was all a blur. If I could take it back, I would. All right, but I can't." Well, that's any no jury in the world would convict based on that defense. <laughs> Uh, the next uh, Quibi's called The Patient, mm-hmm. and Karede uh, keeps going into this friggin' uh, coma patient and telling him shit. It's gonna come back and bite her in the ass. And Tade comes in, and he's like, hey, you're talking to this coma guy again, huh? <laughs> um, your sister hasn't called me in two weeks. What's up with her? And she's like, I don't know, man. She's flaky. She stinks. What do you want? Yeah. And uh, he's like, can you talk to her? And she's like, no, I'm not going to talk to her. Like, you're better off. So wait a minute. At this point, has have Tade uh, has he even gone out on a date with her? Yeah, he bought her that nice bracelet, and they went out on a date. Oh, okay, okay. And then she just started acting like cold to him because right. she's a sociopath. Right. Which, um, is, which is the way to get somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... It's working for Ayula. Yeah. Hard to get. Um, The next uh, chapter is cleaner. Femi's family hires a cleaner 
to clean up the apartment so uh, that they can sell it. The cleaner finds a bloody napkin behind the couch. Uh, you can't put the bloody napkins behind the couch. You know who put it there? It wasn't uh, Karede, who is is very uh, uh, smart. <laughs> uh, it was her sister, the serial killer. Yeah, exactly. She wants to get there. caught. And she was just like, oh, I'll just tell him he had a nosebleed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then a neighbor from that building uh, came forward and was like, I saw Ayula and another woman leaving his apartment that night. With a mummy. No, he he didn't see, they didn't see them uh, leaving with the body. Oh, okay. Um, the next scene, bathroom. Karede, at this point, is like freaking the fuck out. And right. she's like, oh my God, my whole world is crashing down on me. She's pacing around her room and then she just compulsively cleans her bathroom because that's what she does. Yeah, right. Um, and I mean, coupled with like all the all the stuff that uh, you know, all the flashbacks of their father and stuff, mm-hmm. and the way that she acts, and the way her mother acts, and the way her sister acts, I think it's mostly just a book of like uh, the different ways that. Uh, victims process trauma mm. which is not a very fun tagline <laughs> for the book not nearly as good as this is a book with crooks yeah and uh a girl with killer looks right yeah that sells itself yeah but you know this is a book about traumatic experience processing trauma yeah sometimes but, by causing additional trauma yeah I mean, even worse always. trauma. Yeah. So the next quiz is called Questions. And guess who shows up at the at their house? The police. Mm, They're to and question. Le- them. Yeah, I was going to say, and let me guess what they have with them. Some questions. Yeah. And there's like a young guy who is taken by Ayula who's like, ooh. ooh, ooh. <sighs> um, but also, this is the thing. Like, everything here, the police are portrayed as so corrupt. Yeah. And the only reason they are there is because Femi's uh, family has enough money to pay them for an investigation. Right. So they're just kind of there doing their thing. They're, they're not like, oh, justice will be served. They're just like, eh, I'm like uh, yeah, nah, we have to do this. Yeah. And this is where the book is pretty funny because they had prepared for this, Ayula and uh, and Karede. Mm-hmm. And they're like, look, this is bubbling up. They're going to send the cops at some point. They're going to question us. Like, we need to get our story straight. Yeah. And uh, Ayula's like, oh, yeah, like, uh, maybe uh can say that I was going to break up with him. And he got kind of freaked out. So, like, I called you over there because I was afraid. Mm. And you were there to mediate Mm-hmm. Um, and then we left together. And uh, for some reason, Karede, or not for some reason, is like, how about we say that he was going to break up with you, and after he broke up with you, you called me, and, and I came there. Yeah, to, like, console you. Yeah, and Ayula was like, but do you think anybody would believe that? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, but they agree that's the story, but then when the cops are... Uh, are questioning them. She's like, yeah, you broke up with me. And the cops are like, wait, what? He broke up with you? That doesn't no, make any are. sense. And then they're like, yeah, hey, you know. We don't no know. jury in the world will believe that. <laughs> you look like a, a brat cell come to life. 
But then they were like, ah, you left in uh, Karede's car? All right, we're going to take that car to investigate it. And Karede's like, ah, come on, man. Yeah, I need that car. Yeah, so she takes Ayula's car. Also, that car might have evidence. Yeah, but she she cleaned it real, real well. well. You can never clean it. You can never be too sure. If anybody could be, it's Karede. But she is also not very sure. Um, So she takes her car, and then... uh, this is this is cool. Uh, Karede is like it's or, a flying uh, car. You... They hit a button and it and the wheels turn and it hovers. Imagine that just that <laughs> happened, just like just unremarked upon, just and, in and this one nothing else chapter. Yeah, I think an editor would have caught that and probably been like, you know, you should change this. Um, Ayula says, you know, you're not the only one suffering. You act like you're carrying this big thing all by yourself, but I worry too. And then Karede goes, do you? Because the other day you were singing, I believe I can fly. (laughs) And Ayula says, it's a good song. (laughs) This book is good. Um, Another uh, uh, chapter called Father. It's the big memorial for their dad. They all hate their dad. They wear sunglasses, so people think they're crying. Right. Um, and then they like meet someone at the reception afterwards who's like, oh, your dad paid for my school. It's some lady. And they're like, she's like, she's so so generous. This Mm -hmm. man was so generous to me. And they're like, yeah, he paid for a lot of quote unquote students school. And then what did you do for him? He freaking had sex with you. Oh, I see. I've heard this before. It was a, uh, Forrest Gump situation. Yeah. Um, and then Femi, uh, he shows up at the at the at the memorial, but no one really. The, talks the, well, but this is a, a flashback. No, this is this this is now. Wait, but has Femi show up at the memorial? Isn't he dead? Oh, not Femi. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tade. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm just looking up. Uh, this next chapter is called MAGA. Uh-oh. Yeah, and it's spelled M-A-G-A. Mm-hmm. That's how like, you spell oh, MAGA. This book is about to take a turn, I mm-hmm. think. Um, sorry. <laughs> Are you reading the entire chapter right now? Yeah, do you mind if I just read this <laughs> chapter real quick? Yeah, that's fine. Well, I'll wait. Okay, uh, so there's this guy called Gaboyega, G-B-O-Y-E-G-A. Okay. Gaboyega? I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like it. He's a guy that's like 15 years older than Ayula. He's got, he's got a, quote, protruding belly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, he shows up unannounced. How old is he? He's like 15 years older than Ayula. Okay, so he's so like, like 40? In his late 30s, yeah. Yeah. Um. What a gross age to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, a bunch of disgusting people. Why would a woman ever want to? Um, but guess what? Uh, is like, oh, you didn't tell me you were coming. He's like, come on, we're going out. And uh, she's like, let me go get changed. Come Karede, on, you, uh, me, and my protruding belly are going out. And Karede has to like sit with him. And she's like, oh, I noticed... Uh, your uh, your skin on your your ring finger is a little lighter where a, a ring would be. Mm. Uh, you're obviously married, and he's like, 
Yeah, you know, everybody knows what's going on here. I'm going to take your <laughs> sister out. Kind of sh- shut up. You got any food? Um, <laughs> and he's also like, look, I, uh, I, your sister loves me. I, I gave, uh, I gave her money for her fashion line. She has a fashion line that she like sells stuff on Instagram. Okay, well, you know what? Maybe that's where being like a, blur- a brat style comes in. Yeah. I could see um, if you if you looked at in like the back of the packaging of a brat style, it would say like, "Oh, this character has a fashion line." Yeah, like a brat. Yeah. Uh, so this guy's gonna get killed. Well, this guy is like, uh, like it's very clear. Like it reminds them of their dad, right? Right. Uh, very well, much. Then he's doubly gonna get killed. <laughs> um, but here's the weird thing. This is what I was trying to find. So. Uh, Ayula had told uh, Karede that she got uh, the revenue for her for her clothing line from the revenue from her YouTube videos. Okay. And this guy is telling her uh, differently. Mm-hmm. And then Karede says, "The more he talks, the more I realize that I am a MAGA, a fool has who has been taken advantage of." <laughs> is that wait? <laughs> Is that like a Nigerian saying or something? I guess so. Wow. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Um. And then they go out, and they're out till like one a.m. Mm-hmm. Um. The next uh, chapter is called Father, and they flash back to this time her father came home with another woman to their mm. house. Well, that's rude. And they were young, and they were like, "Man, this." Uh, and she's like, looking back, she was probably at most twenty years old. Yeah, that he was coming back with, and the mom was like freaking out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, "What are you doing? How are you doing?" And uh, he grabs her by the hair and throws her against the wall. And he's brutal, beating yeah. her. Sounds like a um, real nice guy. Yeah. And then he and the lady go into the into his bedroom. And the lady's like taunting the the mom and the kids or something. It's it's like a pretty it's pretty uh, messed up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't like this. Um, I don't think you're supposed to. I don't think you're. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to identify with the father, Tim. <laughs> well, um, so uh, Ayula leaves in the chapter called Research. Mm. Karede goes. He's like, I'm going to look up this Goboyega guy mm-hmm. online. Um, He's got three kids. He's rich. He's married. He's in the oil business. Mm, an oil um, man. And he finds she finds his wife's Instagram, and uh, that day his wife has, had posted, you know, happy anniversary, honey, and it's pictures of them from. Uh, wow, you know, it's their anniversary. You and thought he's out with Ayula. You thought he was just a bad husband, but it turns out he's a very bad husband. Yeah. Um. The next chapter is called Car. The police. Come to her work. Come to the hospital. Okay. And they're like, here's your car back, and it's going to cost you like 5000 uh whatever the currency is. And mm. she's like, what? No. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's not how this works. And they're like, she's like, did you even find anything? And they're like, nope, as clean as a whistle. But there's like, uh, she finds like uh, uh, empty food containers in the I was, back. I was about to choke like a McDonald's bag. And- <laughs> yeah. Um, but... They were smart to bring it to her work because she couldn't just be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, she had to be like, her coworkers started coming out and being yeah. like, why are the cops here with your right. car? And she just she wants to them. get get it fixed quickly and get get them out of there. Yeah. yeah, these cops are no good. 
Doesn't say. It sounds like they're also very bad at their jobs. Yeah. Um, but they're not trying to be good at their jobs. Right. They're getting that's what, what they want. Money, Tim, baby. That's what makes them so bad at their jobs, that they're not trying to be good at them. Yeah, but it's not like you got to you got to hand it to someone if they're trying to be good at their job and they're bad. And it's like, well, the I don't, efforts I there don't, at least. Well, I don't know if you have to hand it to them. What do you? I mean, somebody's in over their head, trying the best they can. I guess more than somebody just not trying at all. Sure. All right, fine. I agree with you. Are you happy? The next chapter is called Heart, and it begins like this. Tade looks like shit. Tom, that's that's like something you would say about somebody. (laughs) That they look like shit. She's supposed to have a crush on him. I know, but he comes in, and he's like, uh, he's usually so well put together. He's got, like, stubble. He's obviously heartbroken over Ayula. And Karede is in his office, like, trying to console him. And, like... She she foolishly is like, oh, we were so close. Like I could reach out and kiss him right now, and it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And he he's like, oh, you're so easy to talk to, Karede. And she's like, oh, this is great. It, but and unfortunately, then, very difficult to look at. <laughs> I mean, that's I, I really wish they would have uh, gotten into everybody's looks a little bit more. Well, I have a feeling that Karede is not that bad looking, but that's how she sees herself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then she's like, yeah, you just got to forget about her. She's a flake. She stinks. She does this all the time. And then, uh, and, and get looks, this. Sometimes she murders her boyfriends. Tade turns on her and it's like, like, no, you're supposed to stay. Stick up for your sister. How dare you do this? Oh, my God. You stink. And then uh, Karede finds out that Ayula went to Dubai with Gaboyega. That's where she's <laughs> been for the last few days. All right. Uh, the next chapter is The Patient. She goes in and talks to this coma guy, Mutar again. Mutar. <sighs> Stop telling this guy all your secrets. He's going to yeah. wake up. Um, the next chapter is called Angel of Death. Oh. You look him some Karate is like, hey, how was your trip? And, fine. Uh, she said it was fine, except he died. Uh, she said it was food poisoning. Right, of course. And uh, Karate is like, well, I mean, she's never poisoned anybody before. Like, she's always killed them with knives. So right, I don't know. and surely she didn't kill this guy with a knife and say it was food poisoning. <laughs> Well, she looked up, uh, she found oh, an article okay. about it, and uh, it turns out this guy died of a drug overdose. Ah, well, drugs are a type of food. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but she's like, oh, I wonder if Ayula still only uses a knife or if she's branched out here. And I said, yeah, she, I think, yeah, I, I think, think she probably branched out, you knucklehead. Um, the next chapter, Birth. Uh, she flashes back to when Ayula was uh, brought home from the hospital right after she was born, mm-hmm. and Karede thought she was a doll, and the mom was like, hey, look at this, and, and uh, she touched uh, Ayula's hair, and Ayula, like, cooed or, like, said something, and Karede went, <laughs> said uh, something. Hey, watch <laughs> it. <laughs> Karede said, mommy, it talked. The doll talked. 
And uh, the mom's like, "No, this is this isn't a doll. This is yeah. this is a, a human baby, you idiot." And then she said to her husband, "We really got to figure something out because she relates everything in her life to dolls." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the mom says, "You're a big sister now, Karate, and big sisters look after little sisters." And that's like a major theme of this book. Like right. Karate's always being told, "Like, well, come on, the, she's your responsibility. You're supposed to be big today." Yeah, she, and. Yeah. Uh, birthday is the next one. It's mm-hmm. Ayula's birthday. She's got a big party. Karate's mm-hmm. like, I hate when people come to my house for a party. They treat it like it's not my house because she likes things clean and right, shit. Right, right. Um, Tade comes and Ayula finally emerges. You know, people get there and they're there for hours before Ayula comes down. Um, and they kiss and then they're all lovey dovey. And Karate's uh, like, you know, uh, I'm sad. I love Tade. Yeah. Um, this next chapter, Head Nurse, I think has my favorite character in the book. Okay. Uh, Dr. Akibe? Mm-hmm. A- Akigbe? Uh, who's this old doctor? He's the most senior doctor there. At the hospital? And he, yeah. And he calls in Karede and, like, He's he's very stern with her all the time. Uh-huh. He's just just this old dick. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and the whole time, like it becomes clear that he's just going to tell her that she's head nurse. But like he quizzes her on like the the history of the the hospital and stuff. And he's like, "Do you know when this was founded?" And she's like, "1972." And he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I wasn't here then. Uh, I'm not that old." But then she's like. I mean, he was working as a doctor just at another place <laughs> in right. 1972. I was going to say, he can't be that old. <laughs> yeah, and uh, she's like, yeah, no, he, 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 could, have, he could have been here. <laughs> um, and then, like, she just keeps having to interrupt him to try to, leave, to, to get back to work. And he's just like, ah, and just tells, like, long, boring stories. I like guys like that in books that are just like, everybody's just like, fuck this guy. But he's ultimately kind of harmless. Yeah. Unless he turns out to be the serial killer. Well, he can't be, create a sister. Or anybody's mm. sister, it sounds like. Um, oh, or next. is this like that riddle where at the end the doctor is a woman? Yeah, you hate that riddle, right? <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> She's physically ill. Um, the next chapter, coma. She gets to the nurse's station after leaving. She's head nurse now. And uh, they're like, oh, that coma guy. Uh, he's out of his coma. And, and he won't shut up. <laughs> she runs to his room, and Tade finds her first. And she's like, ah, oh, he's only alive because of you. Like, you were the only person that gave a shit. His family abandoned him, and you yeah. came in there. What were you talking about this whole time? But he didn't say that. Um, and then these two hospital employees getting a fist fight over this other guy. This is a subplot that doesn't <laughs> matter. Um, I'll I'll loop back to this. There's this janitor called Muhammad, uh-huh. and uh, these two nurses or other cleaner ladies. They mm-hmm. get into a fist fight about him, but he's also like a loser. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, I don't know why they said that. Um, or why <laughs> that happened, but whatever. Maybe I'll um, come back. Next chapter the game so it's raining real hard outside and mm-hmm. Ayula and Karede and Tade are all just at their house like hanging out and they can't even go outside apparently right. if it when it rains like this in Nigeria you can drown yeah it's like flooding i mean yeah 
No, it's not even flooding. I think it was just kind of like a figure of speech, but it was like it was really coming down. And so uh, I was like, "Let's play a game. Let's play Cluedo." Yeah. And what the? Why is it Cluedo not called Clue? I don't know. That happens sometimes, though. But what does Cluedo mean? I don't know. I've I've no idea if it's a different game. No, it's the same game. Uh, then I don't know why it's called Cluedo. You keep telling me, and I'll find out why it's called Cluedo. No, because then you're just not going to listen to me, and I want you to like listen to the things that I say. I'm listening. It's called Cluedo. It's called Clue in the U.S. It's called Cluedo everywhere else. Yes. To rhyme with Bluto? <laughs> so people have a positive association with Popeye? Or Pluto, to have a, an association with the dog. Yeah. Doesn't matter, Tom. Yes, Tom. Uh-huh. Look at me. No, look at me. <laughs> I am. I'm looking right at the right at the screen. Did you find out? No, it's not. I would think it would be like right at the right at the beginning. It's probably like a trademark thing. It's not. It's yeah. not worth it. All right. So Tade is like, I've never played this game, mm. and Ayula. Uh, this is when we start to realize, oh, Ayula's kind of like more of a socio, a psychopath than we thought. Mm-hmm. She she explains the rules, and she's like, okay, you play to find out who the murderer was, what the murder, where the murder th- took place, and with what weapon. Whoever figures it out first wins. She passes the rule book to him and winks at me. That was correct. Oh, I see. Uh huh. Also, how do you become a doctor and you don't know how to play Clue? Or you don't even know the object, Clue? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that that's part of uh, medical training, to be honest It's probably with not you. part of, oh, yeah. But imagine he didn't know operation. <laughs> well, that is part of medical training. That they would uh, surely mm. check. Um, then there's a flashback uh, chapter called 17. They flash back to when Ayula killed the first dude. Um, and she was only 17 when she killed that dude. Tom? What? I think I found out why. Stop reading about Cluedo. <laughs> well, the the trade uh, Cluedo is uh, a play on Clue and Ludo. Ludo is Latin for I play and a common British term for the game Parcheesi. So I think that's why. Yeah. And like over here, it's like, well, we don't have Ludo, so... There you go. That's your answer. I'm. The, you have my undivided attention now. Fuck you, Tom. <laughs> Look, I'm sure everybody at home was dying to know the reason, too. Nobody cares, Tom. Nobody's at home listening to this. <laughs> um, they flash back to when Ayula killed her first boyfriend when she was 17. Um, and Karede went there, and they didn't like clean it up. They just torched the apartment. Well, it's a long um, way to clean it up. Yeah. Um, the next the next chapter has a really cool name. It's called Maneater. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, like Holland Oats. Yeah, but essentially it's just Tade finding out uh, that Ayula doesn't know how to bake. The mom was like, oh, <laughs> eat this cake. Ayula made it. And it turns out Karede had made it. Wow. And Ayula kind of like was like, nah, I didn't make this. Karede makes all this stuff. I don't know how to bake. And yeah. Tade's like, huh, oh, hmm. And then they eat apple crumble. Um, the next one, the next uh, chapter is awake. She goes to see this coma guy, M- Matar. Yeah. And Matar had asked for her. And uh, he's Uh-oh. like, hey, you're the nurse. And she's like, oh, did the other nurses y- tell you the, about you're me? You're the nurse with the serial killer sister. 
<laughs> well, she's like, did the other nurses tell you that uh, that I was the one who sat here talking to you? He's like, nah, I remember your voice. I remember you talking to me. <laughs> oh, no. Um, and she says, do you remember what I said? Uh-huh. And then she flashes back to the first time uh, she felt the way that she feels. Uh, it was when her mom lost her in the market, like Punky Brewster. Right. Um, and Ayula had wandered off, and so the mom chased after Ayula, and then Karede is is a, a young child, and she realizes like, oh fuck, I don't know anybody yeah. around here, and she feels the Karede way she feels really now. gets the short end of the stick a lot, huh? Yep, she felt uncertain, afraid, and very sure that something bad is going to happen to me. Mm. And is that it? And that's it. No, oh, okay. Book's over. <laughs> wow. And you have to buy the sequel, and the sequel's $40 yeah. to find out what happens. Look, I love this book, but if this coma guy, I don't know, this coma this coma guy situation just seemed, seemed a little silly. And for somebody as, as smart as Karede to go in and blab to this guy. Yeah, but sometimes smart people in extreme situations make dumb mistakes and do dumb things yeah i mean i'm trying to figure out where this book's going and it has to be like karate has to stand up for herself eventually that that has to happen maybe 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 this coma victim's gonna tell her like yeah i know what happened and i'm I, don't worry i'll keep my mouth shut because you talk me out of a coma but like Here's what I need you to do. You need to worry about Karede, number one. Oh, he becomes like her, uh, a mentor. her mentor. And then he teaches her how to fight. Yeah, and then she finally defeats Ayula. Right. Physically. Right. She stabs her with their dad's knife. Yeah, after like a real lengthy battle through like, uh, you know, a bunch of different sets. And cool. At, at one, at, but all one shot. Right. And, like, at one point, Karede, like, they're in the hospital, and Karede takes the, uh, the, the, the shocker panels, and she's like... Shocker panels. <laughs> and she's like, this, this might come as a shock to you, and then she hits her with it. Right. Or, or she says, this might come as a shock to you, and Ayula says, what will? This. And it's an action. Yeah. It's a physical shock, which she wasn't expecting. She was expecting yeah. to hear some information that was shocking. Right. That's well, that my guess. Cool. Yeah, I think that's probably going to happen. I probably don't even have to read the rest of this. Yeah, just play it all in your head. Yeah. Doing that right now. <laughs> all right. Well, that seems like a good place to stop then, since you're just fantasizing uh, an ending that you don't know whether it's true or not. It's probably true. It's probably the way yeah, things I'm end. fantasizing about a brat doll getting shocked with a defibrillator. <laughs> That's what they're called. Ooh, who? Oh, regular Todd A over here knows all the. Yeah. Well, you're terms. the medical doctor, Tom. I thought you'd know the phrase. Yeah, but you know, Tim, when you get at a certain point in your medical career, you you give shorthands to things, and everybody working around you knows what those shorthands mean. <laughs> give me those shocker things. Seems fair. <laughs> you know, a sailor doesn't say, "Oh, go to the front of the ship." They what say, did you say? "Go to the stern." Or the bow, one of them. 
All right. Thanks for being a patron. We'll see you next week.